Hi guys, it's your girl Booney, and we're here for episode three of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. Thanks for coming back. I've appreciated all of the feedback. We're gonna do something different this time. It's just gonna be you and I. You're only gonna have me for the next couple of minutes. It's not gonna be that long, but we are still gonna break it down. So let's get ready. guys so just something a little different I think I've been pretty vocal if you follow me on Twitter and I think I've even put it on the blog uh, theboonybreakdown.com a few times that I was not having the same emotional connection to the show this is us everybody was sharing about how it was so amazing and they would weep every night and it, it, it was just this whole emotional breakdown and these statuses and I kind of felt like what was wrong with me why didn't I belong? <laughs> I wanted to be a part of the crying crew. Like I wanted to have these same co- connections and it just was not happening for me. And not to say, but the the show is good. Like it's a good show, but I will say I really connect more or really only enjoy the Randall William Beth storyline the most. Like everyone else is okay, but not really interested in it at all. But I love Randall and I love Beth and I love William. Um, So I was behind like eight episodes, I think. So I called out from work today and I took the opportunity in between naps and sleeping to catch up on This Is Us. And I said, you know what? I want to be a part of the crew. I want to cry. (laughs) <laughs> I want to I want to get involved in some of these conversations so Facebook of course ruined um the show I already knew it was going to happen even though I had I watched it and finally Booney cried your girl finally cried watching this is us and I don't think it was for the same reasons that other people cried so if you have not caught up on the show yet just stop listening to this episode now and save it for later but if you are caught up on This Is Us, then keep listening. Um, so the episode when William finally dies, ah, it got me. I cried. And like it wasn't like an ugly cry, but I definitely dropped some tears and had the frog in the throat, like, you know, fighting it. Like, I don't want to cry. And I think it's because I kind of relate to William's story with, you know, getting to know his dad. If you've followed my blog or if you know me in real life, you know that my dad was not in my life growing up and I did not start that connection until maybe about six, seven, maybe seven, eight years ago. And it's always been one of these fears of mine. Like I know I've said before on the blog that one of my greatest fears in life is to become a meme. Um... (laughs) Like, I really do have a fear of that. Like, I don't ever want to come on the internet and I see my face with words plastered over it and just being spread and going viral. Like, that really is a fear of mine. But, like, one of my, like, secret fears that I haven't shared with a lot of people is that I always had a fear growing up and not knowing my dad is, like, if one day, like, my dad was dying and he needed a kidney transplant or a heart transplant or 
a liver transplant or like blood infusion, transfusion or whatever, that I would be the perfect match. And for me to now put the life of this person that I wanted to know all my life desperately did not know. And now that decision of whether they live or dies in my hands, one of my, it was one of my greatest fears. And so even though the storyline with Randall and his dad isn't quite the same, but still like he, 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 he was adopted and he obviously knew he was adopted since he was black, but it was always this missing link. And, you know, early in that, the season, we, we see him going to just knock on his dad's door. And that connected with me. Um, I haven't shared a lot about how I did eventually end up meeting my dad, but um, I have been vocal about this journey that I've been on with him. And I've often said the analogy, it's kind of like I'm dating my dad, but not in the ancestral way, but in the way that like we don't uh, know each other and we're trying to get to know each other. And um, I'm sure it's awkward for him at times. It's definitely awkward for me, but it's like, it's the only best way to describe it is like, it's a constant um, string of first dates. I don't know if we've moved on from the first date yet, (laughs) Uh, we definitely have um, checked off some milestones together which I've appreciated but it it was in that scene where he's dying that got me and it got me thinking about my own connection with my dad and just like Randall like I showed up and I knocked on my dad's door and I'm, I'm not saying literally like I didn't literally pull up to his house and knock on his door But growing up, always wanting to know who he was and what he was about and always hearing, oh, my God, you look just like your dad. You act just like your dad. Uh, My mom's um, late fiance, uh, Mr. B, he actually worked with my dad and uh, he would always say, you know, Miss Boone, you act just like your father. You act just like your father. And that used to kill me growing up to hear that. Like it meant nothing to me, like this mythical person that other people knew and would say, oh, you have these attributes of him that I desperately wanted to know used to kill me and bother me so much growing up. And so I just thought about it like shit. You know, sometimes you have to meet people where they are. And Randall did that on the show. Like it was an act that he was doing for himself by just knocking on his dad's door. But I'm like, shit, I did the same thing. And my mom would always tell me, if you wanted a relationship with your uh, dad, it was going to have to come through the children. So that's actually how I got my end. And my version of showing up and knocking on the door was, um, you know, Facebook. (laughs) I found one of my younger sisters on Facebook and I sent her this message. And I was reading the message like, if I were to receive this, would I fucking believe it? And the answer was no. So I went back and edited the message and I put in addresses and I think I put in dates. People died and, you know, I might have met you guys one time at X, Y, Z, whatever. So I reread this and I was like, you know, if I got this message, I would believe this one. This one is true. And so I sat on it for a few days and um, 
you know, I, I didn't send it. <laughs> I was scared. Like, what's going to happen? Would she believe me? Would, you know, I don't know what story they'd been told. Um, and then at that moment, it hit me that, you know, it wasn't my lie. It wasn't my story to hide. And this was my truth. Um, so one day I went back on Facebook and I finally hit send on the message. And when I tell you timing is everything, um, I think the week I sent that message, I met my sister um, at Fridays, actually, um, for the first time. And she informed me that if I had waited any longer, she would be she was moving to Atlanta in like a week. <laughs> so we actually got a chance to meet, got to hang out. And, you know, I, I was terrified because now I had put this burden on her because she had to now go reveal to, you know, our father and her mother and our other sister that, hey, I, you know, I know about this person who exists. And I did feel bad. I'm not going to lie. I felt bad about it. But again, I had to keep reminding myself it wasn't my secret. It just wasn't my secret. And, you know, long story short, that was eight years ago. I've met my sister. We've I've now spent Christmas with my family. Um, we've exchanged gifts. I've gotten Valentine's Day cards from my dad. And so I'm I'm by far no daddy's girl. <laughs> like, absolutely, I'm not a daddy's girl. But I do have this relationship and this connection that I was desperately seeking. And so I think that's why I connect with Randall's story so much is because... I get it. Like, that's the only storyline in that whole show that kind of is relatable at all to me. Last week, I went to an event and it was a love event. And the moderator asked the panelists to answer the question, love is, or more so fill in the blank, love is blah, blah, blah. And they each gave, you know, really profound um, responses to that. But the one that stuck out to me the most, um, one of the panelists, she had a very deep story. And she said to her, love is truth. And as soon as she said it, I was like, whoa, like it was such a simple explanation, but it was so heavy to me. And as I was watching this story with Randall, and then I'm thinking back to my own story, just like love is truth. And I'm like, whew. I think more people need to appreciate that statement. And like when I think about it, um, if you really do believe that love is truth, then you'd feel comfortable sharing the pieces of you that are broken or the flaws that you have and reveal yourself to people because they will love you and not judge you. And then even in my own story, I'm thinking about that. Like if love is truth, and had people been truthful about their situations, you know, I wouldn't have been cut off from love from the people that I was desperately seeking. And I think that's why it stuck with me so much because we're all just doing the best that we can do. And we're all kind of faking it until we make it. And some of us do better at that than others. 
But if we just take the chance to show our truth and reveal our truth, they will probably get an abundance of love that we never even expected. And I know I said um, earlier that, you know, timing is everything. And as I'm talking now and I look back over the journey um, of my developing relationship with my father, it started around the time that my grandmother's health began to deteriorate. And my grandmother was my world. Um, And she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And, you know, we fought the battle together for about 18 months. And it was on, I think, the one year anniversary of my grandmother's passing that I was celebrating with my dad and my sisters and their family. And so it's like this, it was this weird balance for me of, of, of trying to still understand and live in a world that my grandmother was gone. But here I am celebrating with my father's side of my family. So my grandmother is gone, but here I am with my father's family. And I think I kept repeating it to myself because it was such a surreal moment for me. And the only thing I kept hearing was timing, timing, timing. And it's just like all my life, I looked forward to that moment where I could spend time with my father and that side of my family and to develop and nurture those relationships. I mean, growing up, I loved my brother dearly, but I always wanted sisters, you know, Koi, I love you. (laughs) But I always wanted sisters and it was like killing me to know that I had them out there, but I couldn't even touch them or reach out to them. And so I just feel like the timing worked out because I had to meet and I had to be a big girl and I had to meet my father where he was. And I had to show up busting up doors and breaking down walls. And, you know, it, it had to be me to do it. But sometimes, you know, if you want what you want in life, you have to take control of your life. And I was just sick of sitting around and letting life happen. You know, if, you know, I just had to take the reins and say, I'm going to meet my family. I'm going to meet my sisters. I'm going to meet my dad. And I want this relationship and I'm going to make it work. And I'm fortunate and blessed enough that I've been able to do that because I do understand that some people go their whole lives and don't know anything about family members or people who weren't in their life. But I just think of the the timing that the universe played there for me, that I had this huge void left in my life from my grandmother's passing. And I had this void of not having my father in my life. But God gave me a whole new family at the exact time that I needed it. And so those were my thoughts. <laughs> Watching This Is Us, the one episode that made me cry. And um, I just kind of grabbed the microphone and said, you know, I, I'm going to talk into a, a, you know, a diary here and hopefully someone will like it. But I really do think that the simplicity in a statement of love is truth. I mean, it's heavy. 
And I, I, you know, as soon as she said it out of her mouth, I think I grabbed my iPhone and wrote it down. And I had been staring at it. Um, because I think there is no greater truth than love. And the power of love is just so amazing. And I think about how it's changed me and it continues to change me as I allow it. And I'm not even just speaking romantic love, but just love with my friends and now this love from family that I I did not have growing up. And I think when we're at our best, we communicate You know, when we're at our best, when we're in love and every interaction, every communication we have with someone, it's grounded in love and you can't go wrong with love. Um, So, yeah, I guess I am a fucking sap because that 45 minutes of a TV show really made me go here and I was not expecting it. Um, But, you know. Here we are. So I guess my last bit of advice is, you know, sometimes you got to go knock on the fucking door. And it might not be, you know, the course of action that you want to take, but it's the one that you need to take. So, friends, knock on the fucking door. Remember to focus on love, move in love, and the universe will give you all that you need. I am no Deepak Chopra, but that shit sounded good, y'all, right? (laughs) I make myself laugh, but um, I know this is a completely different twist if you've listened to my other two podcasts. But I just also wanted to say, like, we won't always be ratchet. You know, it's fun being ratchet. But sometimes we got to soften it up. Got to get a little touchy-feely, say a little deep shit sometimes every now and then. But again, um... There's no greater truth than love. So this was just a little teaser, switch it up. I wanted to give a go at just um, doing a podcast by myself. This was not the original topic that I had planned, but I was moved after I watched the show. So I just gave it a go. Um, I would really, really, really appreciate if you guys keep sharing the podcast like you have been doing. I greatly appreciate it. If you feel compelled, go ahead and rate us on iTunes. Keep subscribing to iTunes. Tell your friends to subscribe to iTunes and to SoundCloud. Still trying to decide if I'm going to do Google Play and some other um, podcast avenues. I'll let you know if I do. But again, thanks for listening to my little diary entry today. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, that was it for today. I do have some great interviews lined up for the next upcoming podcast. So get excited for those. Um, As always, you can follow us on all social media, Facebook and Instagram at The Booney Breakdown. Go to the blog, thebooneybreakdown.com and read all of the new posts on there. As always, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback. I really do mean it. And until next time.